Hello everybody, welcome to episode 42 of the Boys in the Basement podcast, coming to you from the subterranean wonderworld in the middle of Hampshire. What a show we've got lined up for you today, and you can tell it's going to be good, because we've got the mood lighting on. The on-air light has been rekindled, it's come back. Uh, obviously you can't appreciate that home, it's totally lost on you, but I've narrated it, we've mentioned it, the elephant in the room is out there, fantastic. I'm here Mr Parton, your glorious host, and you can tell it's me, because essentially my voice would not take the time to go on any other podcast, because they're all very average. This is the only podcast you want to be listening to, and when you tune into this podcast, you get professionalism, pro broadcasters, and a fine selection of people. So joining me, having recently joined a cult of denim, it's our new boy band wonder, Mr Swan. Hello Mr Parton, how are you? Uh, Very good Mr Swan, how are you? I'm excellent, thank you, yeah, really good. Why do you sound a little bit fed up? No, I don't think I do. I'm, I think I sound quite bouncy. Okay, well, bouncy. <laughs> All right, very good then. That's lovely. And across from him is uh, the Simon Mayo super fan, the one and only favourite anti-Semite, Mr. North. <laughs> good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good How evening. are you? Um, yeah, very well. Until very well. that comment that slightly distressed me. Distressed Not the you. Simon Mayo bit. The anti-Semitic. Semitic. Semitic. What is the word? Oh, don't pretend like you don't know, yeah. Sunshine. You've been leading that fight for many years. But hello, everyone. Don't remember- Oh, and don't forget, this is award-winning content, by the way. <laughs> so don't be put off by any of this. You should be proud. Yes, we are here, uh, Boys in the Basement Podcast. You'll find us at www.boysinthebasementpodcast.com. And why not follow us on Twitter? That'll be fantastic. We've got a great show for you this evening, Mr. Swan. Yes. Do you know why it's going to be a great show? I think I've got a clue. It's a clue. We'll give the listeners a clue. It's something beginning with L. Live music. That's good. Oh, oh, yeah, you see? And uh, who is doing the live music? Someone beginning with L. Oh, correct. Yeah, that's right. And that's all we'll give the listeners. <laughs> okay, I yeah. it's exciting if we just, that's our running order. We'll just okay. build it up. All right. No, it is the one and only. It's Luke Ferry, everyone. Woo! Hello. Good evening, Luke. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm looking forward to this. There's a lot of adrenaline in the room. Adrenaline, testosterone, and a little bit of oestrogen seeping out of Mr North's knees. <laughs> but don't let that alarm you. We're used to it, and we've got ways of dealing with it. Right. But uh, yeah, Luke, he's a, he's a singer-songwriter. He's one of these talented chaps. He wants to align himself with this podcast, because he thinks... This will help my career. Are you still feeling <laughs> that, Luke? Uh, it's sort of decreasing by the by the minute, but hopefully. What your career or your enthusiasm? <laughs> both. I think you can argue oh, God. both. All right. Well, we'll keep it brief. The less you say, the less you can be held accountable. Exactly. I don't want any more lawyers on the line from anyone because I can't field those calls. It's enough keeping Mr. North's bankers at bay because of unpaid debts, <laughs> bailiffs, yeah, both to society that. and to the bank. But yeah, what a great day we've had. We've been out on a little adventure, today, haven't we, boys? We have. We yeah. Have. Mr North, do you want to talk us through where we've been? Because you're the only one that's actually got any genuine enthusiasm. Yeah, I'm the only one who actually cares. <laughs> I, I dragged four other people along to the Tour of Britain. So, What is the Tour of Britain? The Tour of Britain is a bit like the Tour of France, but on a smaller scale. Where is the Tour of Britain uh, so held? T- so um, today we went to Guildford and stood on a packed high street watching cyclists come past twice. Probably we saw... What, 30 seconds of cyclists? Mm. Yeah. In total, yeah. but it was very good. It was exciting. It's a bit like the Olympic torch relay on a grander scale. Because this is my main problem with the whole thing, is you only saw the bikes for like 30 seconds. The only way to see them more would be to sit at home and watch it on TV. Yeah, or be in the race. Or be in the race, yeah. Which, which is giving me is your a great dream. idea. So we're launching the oh, team no. next year. It's Team Bitbuck. Really? Yeah, team well, Bitbuck, if Team Sky yeah. can do it, Team Bitbuck, I've yeah. got faith. We're definitely on the same level as Sky. Imagine me and Lycra... <laughs> Me and Lycra with my little helmet, doled up like a Power Ranger. It's going to be a real treat for the ladies. <laughs> Power Ranger. Yeah, well, the Olympics are in... Four- Where are the next Olympics? 
Rio. Rio. But actually, seriously, earlier on, Why you, you, you were. You were I wanted to give that genuine. No, but you wanted to go to. You wanted to come spinning class to get rid of your getting flabbier belly. My little belly that I like to call getting Giles, flabbier. Cultivating. Yeah, he even made a barbed remark about it last night. He went, "Oi, Tubby, what are you doing over there?" <laughs> I didn't. I I'm not in Oliver Twist. Fagin. Funny, that's what most people reach for when they think of Mr. Yeah, he did say, oh, Mr. Mr. Parton's got a little bit of a belly. But I maintain that fat is easy to lose if you work hard. That's so true, I find that. It's like, it's all right, I'm young enough to lose it when I want to. I just want to keep it there for the time being, because you never know. You know. The winter's coming, it's good to bulk up mm. a bit, keep you warm. Because mm, I don't have the joy of being able to hibernate, so I've got to live through the bleak winter. And in the bleak midwinter, as the frosty wind may moan, I need to have that to keep me warm. What do you want to do in Rio? <laughs> oh yeah, in Rio, <laughs> I want to be in the Olympics and win a gold. If I start okay. now, is there a genuine chance I could be good enough to yeah, be world beating? Yeah, if we cut a few limbs off you, you've got more likely... More likely so are you to wanting win. me to enter the Paralympics, <laughs> yeah. is what you're saying? <laughs> Far Actually, more likely to win. Funny you should mention the Paralympics, because I've been thinking... Right, the Paralympics right now, I don't want this to come across as rude. Please be careful about this, Liam. No, because I've, I've got a lot of respect for those athletes, right? But it's raised an interesting question in my head, because some of those athletes, right... Mm. are very, very attractive. Oh, <laughs> oh. We, he okay. had this conversation with me right. on Thursday. But one of them like just had a withered hand, and it's made me think, could I go out with an attractive girl with a withered hand? What's our thoughts in the room? Luke? I have none. <laughs> no thoughts. No, no. no comment, nothing. nothing. Well, it He's already d- distancing himself. Yeah. See, if you ever become a superstar, this will be dug out. No publicity is bad publicity. In a bit like, like if you're a politician and then you once did something bad at school, it gets dragged out as if that's yeah. a... Yeah. Well, it's, in that's case, be a... there'd be a lot of dragging to do. <laughs> yeah. I can vouch for that. This is my Nazi-themed sex party. This oh, is what they're going to oh, oh, well, That's a surprise for later. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we have actually, Mr North, if you want to have a go at me for being a bit controversial, what have we had to endure today on our day with you? We've had uh, an in-depth discussion about Schindler. We've yeah. just, we had Unity Mitford and Eva, whatever her name is, have both been mentioned. Yeah. And we also, when Luke arrived, and Luke will vouch, just, what happened within five minutes of you arriving in the uh, house, Luke? We went into a very detailed conversation about certain Nazi and Hitler-based literature. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> it, it was more like a lecture. Than yeah. Appropriate it was. It was exactly I mean, like I a lecture. I do feel like I learnt something, but I kind of wish I didn't, in a way. Yeah, he should feels, you be learning things like that? Dirty. No. And I think Mr North's eventual conclusion was, Hitler was probably all right, actually. No, I yeah. did not say that. You can't just, like, re-edit my life. <laughs> it seemed to be <laughs> how me. I remembered it going. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've covered all those things, so you can choose what to be offended by. There's Nazis, there's the Paralympics, which I don't think is offensive. I think it's actually noble work, right? I, w- I would, I'd just for the record, I'd go out with someone with a withered hand. Yeah, I, I Probably, would Probably, well. yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah, I think it'd be good. So there we go. Yeah. I just asked a good question, got a good answer. And that is why we are cutting-edge broadcasters. Sony Radio have been nominated for actual <laughs> awards. We were, weren't we? So yeah, yeah 10,000 listeners around the world. Yeah, I nominated sort of us. Hey! <laughs> Shut up! Hey, you can't Shut get up. out the bag. We've been nominated for all sorts. But yeah, Luke is here. Let's focus on Luke, because Luke is one of the people in the basement here with talent. Probably one of the, <laughs> one only, of the only ones with actual talent. Oh. Uh, right, Luke, we're going to talk Hello. to you properly later on. But okay. just give us a quick, where have you come from and what do you do? Uh, I'm I'm from Portsmouth and I, I play guitar and I sing songs. And how long have you been doing that? I've been playing guitar and singing songs for about six years now, since I was about 13. So that's yeah. quite long. Yeah, I was, a li- I was a little dink when I first started. A little With dink. an N. <laughs> okay, <laughs> brilliant. Well, Luke, it is now your chance to shine, because whilst you're here, 
He's yeah. come along, he's got his guitar on his back, he's going to play some actual songs. We're I all am, very yeah. excited. Because after six years now, this has got to be good. Yeah. Because if it's not, then... <laughs> <laughs> I'm somewhat polished in yeah. my... So, Lee's going to play three songs for us today, and you're going to do the first of uh, your songs now. Yeah. Which one are you going to kick off with? Uh, the first song I'm going to play for you this evening is called The Escape. Okay, so we're going to hand it over to Luke to uh, dazzle us with The Escape. Now I've storied in the paper Cause it always gets me down There's way too much mud and violence And sadness going around To separate my soul from the sorrow And go to a happy place Just you and me By an old oak tree With your warm smiling face no, I think you could be my escape Cause I just want to spurn you and feel safe No, I think you could be my escape So this all a bit too much for me to take Now I've stopped watching TV But I don't want to stop going now But I'm not mad about being stabbed On my way to your house Now if it were my decision Then you know I'd never leave So could you ask your parents If your room has a room for me Said, oh, pretty please, oh, I think you could be my escape Cause I just want to spurn you and feel safe No, I think you could be my escape it's all a bit too much for me to take It's all a bit too much for me to take Sadness, I'm just playing hide and seek No, I won't go looking for sadness I'll wait for sadness to look for me Said, oh, come catch me I think you could be my escape Cause I just want to love you and feel safe no, I think you could be my escape 
I think those six years have been very well spent, Luke. Oh, thank you. You're too kind. I know. I know you came here seeking that sort of praise. I did. That's, that's the only reason I do this is for compliments and mm. reassurance because well, I'm, I'm self-absorbed like that. Yeah, I think you've got to get compliments and reassurance along the way. Yeah. Or it becomes pretty arduous work, really. Somewhat, yeah. Okay, right. Well, Luke's played the songs. You know what he sounds like when he's singing and I think we all agree that's pretty good. What did you think? I really enjoyed that. I like the words. Thank you. Very good. Yeah, that, that, very good. that kind they, they of makes half of the song. Yeah. <laughs> Get your rule book out, Mr. North. <laughs> All right, what did you think of it then? No, Paul? I loved it. Because I've, listen, I've listened to that song live a few times now. Because like, Luke's played at the festival in the square for spring and summer. Yeah. And played in the square brewery at least once. Yeah. Oh. So I've heard that a few, like, live a few times and it's great. Great in any setting. Okay. That's, that should be on the front of your I'd call it a location. One all. One all. Are we going to draw the line there, or do you need to get anything out of your system? That's fine for the moment. That's right, all right. Because I don't want Luke to feel like there's a tension in the room. <laughs> I don't want like, interviewees. To no, we love like... we love each no, other. Really. Try, with withered hands, it's already tense enough. <laughs> all right, so we need to just we need to loosen it up. Yeah, a bit. probably loosen, not. Loosen your withered hands. We've punctured the hymen of bad taste, and now <laughs> we need to. I didn't mean like that. It's the Greek god of weddings. So it's all right. Uh, right, here we go. So now we are going to interview Luke in a professional manner. Yeah, okay? we're going to try. Can we look the, the childish laughter? There's people listening to this, right? This is actual lives that we're we're going into people's actual lives. So let's talk about Luke Ferry, all right? Yeah, Luke, yeah. you doing all right? Yeah, Are you I'm crying fine. with laughter or just crying because <laughs> despair? <laughs> just despair. www.boysinthebasementpodcast.com and email me Liam at boysinthebasementpodcast.com. This is award well. nominated. Award. Don't you go forgetting <laughs> worldwide global. When was our last bit of fan mail? Uh, <laughs> it's been a while yeah right. I can't see why right anyway <laughs> so Luke thank you very much for coming along genuinely I'm very grateful yeah. for giving up your Sunday evening you've yeah. had quite a busy day today haven't you uh, well I've been recording today I've got a new song that I'm working on uh, that I'm going to hopefully if all goes well I'll be releasing it as a download and a bit I don't want to say a single because that sounds like I'm someone that is, has the ability to release a single but it's going to be like a download uh, kind of prior to the new EP that should be out sometime next year. Okay, so what's it called? The new the new song is going to be called uh, "Burn This Ship." I think it, there's a couple of different titles that I could could use, but I think that's the one that sticks out most for me. And where have you been recording today? Uh, just around my mate's house. Oh. I mean, we uh, we do recording in sort of in his back room, and we've written songs in his shed and things like that. So he's got a very creative space around his. And you sort of feed off that. Yeah, me, me and him, we, I've known, this is my friend Sean. Shout out to my friend Sean. Give it up Hello, Sean. Sean. Yeah. Hey. What's Sean? Sean, how you doing? So, um, yeah, I've known him since we was like year seven. And we've kind of, we've always been sort of best friends and that. And uh, he plays drums and DJs and things like that. So we kind of feed off each other musically. So I always kind of like to have him involved if I'm doing anything that requires any kind of production or anything like that. Just because I think he kind of, he helps, he makes me better. He's like he's like my work husband. Oh, is that a similar relationship to the one we've got? No. Well, yours is a bit like bigger me. It's a love triangle. Yeah, you're yeah. like the old Labrador that refuses to die. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. What does that I make am? you? The working husband, I think. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the breadwinner. Yeah, the breadwinner. We're like a couple of errant children. Uh, so, Luke, you, you're from the Portsmouth area. I am. So you do a lot of gigs around here locally. Yeah. 
you've been going for six years. Yeah. What is the next step for Luke Ferry? Uh, London, well, and then the world. I like it. In the year, or within the year. Okay. So, yeah, I, I don't know, kind of... I was quite lucky this year with festivals and things like that. Um, I sent off all my applications quite late, and I was quite lucky to get any responses. But I got, you know, I got a few good ones. Um, so I think this year it's going to be hitting festivals hard, uh, going to London and playing some stuff up there, and then and then just spanning out from there and taking over taking over the globe, and okay. then buying a small country and naming it Luketopia. Oh, sounds amazing! I, know. I like ambition. <laughs> yeah, yeah you have just—you haven't met Liam for very long, but you have exactly—you've just fired something in his imagination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can be successful I'm enough doing the to own your own oh, land. Can I make this happen? <laughs> yeah, because I met Luke on a cold winter's night quite a while ago. Actually, do you remember that fateful meeting, Luke? Uh, you were in a suit. Yeah, because we met through a mutual friend, and I didn't know who you were. You were just sat next to me, and I think I turned to you quite crudely and went, "Who are you?" Yeah. Yeah. And I was quite offended. I got that impression. Yeah. Have we overcome this? I don't think so. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> We've got to work through it live on air. It's going to be great. But the funny thing was, is like, obviously, I think our first meeting was a little bit awkward. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. And then, like, you got up and left, and there he turns to me and went, I knew you two would get on. He genuinely thought we would get on. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I turned to Mr. He was Lord, so ill judged. Did you not see that? <laughs> yeah. I think he's gone really badly. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I like him, but I think he hates me. But oh. somehow. You know how cringing it was on the train earlier with Liam? It oh was yeah, that was, was bad. Yeah, that was bad. That. We I, were coming back from Guildford. And, and I united that carriage. <laughs> I created a climate just of comfort. Utterly inane rambling, but loudly, sick. so everyone else on the train could just had to hear it. But also, when he sat down, he saw there was a young girl, like I call a girl, young lady in the seat in front. Yeah. So he tried because he didn't know what she looked like to get in to go. Oh, that book that girl's reading looks really good. I wonder what it's about. <laughs> hoping she'd turn round and he'd be able to see what she looked like. And she like. did turn round. Yeah. And, and then you looked at her face. And you turned to me and went. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, he played judge, jury, and executioner on that one. But this interview is about Luke. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is about Luke. This isn't about my misdemeanor. Yeah. I'm happy to sit in the background and watch this unfold. <laughs> if I'm no, no, no. There's a lot of people here who have a lot on their chest about me, and I, I think it could pop at any moment. It's like a blister that's just going to burst one day live on air. Thanks for Save that. it for the 50th episode special. Episode special. When I'm Sean Connery. But yeah, yeah so, Luke, so Luke hated you. Luke yeah. hated me. Me. And, and you ben, hated ben, me today. Ben then fixed it. <laughs> ben yeah. did it nothing, but actually, yeah. I am genuinely grateful you've come on the show, and I hope that we now realised no, that yeah. actually we occupy just the same cultural space of being brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh that's put a bad taste in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> I said you were brilliant. You said you were brilliant. <laughs> I was just included in that. Yeah, because I think we occupy creative space. Right. How so? Well, we both create things. This is the first time we've we've sort of had an argument yeah. with the guest. I, I feel like I'm on question time. <laughs> I'm very much on the guest side. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm <laughs> side of the guest token. Can't win. <laughs> right, now let's ask a good question. Luke, okay. Do you know what I like? And Mr. Is Swan it, touched, no. is right, it nice? Is it no? Mr. Swan touched on it earlier. But one thing I love about your songs is, and I've always loved it in any music I listen to. But when I listen to you play love, I was like, this is what has turned me on to your music. Really, right? Is the lyrics? I think are really like intriguing they're really personal what sort of inspires you when you're writing songs and how do you get to the point where an idea becomes a song oh that's expansive um I don't, well i suppose it's the kind of a normal little sort of seed of an idea it can be can be anything really i mean i guess that's the thing is it always starts with something really simple hmm. uh, and then you kind of you build anything kind of complex around it and that's it i don't i don't like kind of writing 
anything that's too predictable or hum, or humdrum in terms of like the lyrics because I know I'm I've never been the like the most competent guitar player and I doubt I ever will be so I kind of feel in order to sell what I do it needs to be kind of lyrically uh like you say engaging or challenging or something like that um so yeah I kind of I kind of start with a really basic idea and then I like finding things like you know metaphors and cliches and stuff like that and just sort of spinning them on their head and things like that and just uh just kind of coming up with ways to just to catch the ear like you think that you sort of in i don't know it's hard start that's a difficult question it's quite poetic i always think yeah isn't it oh thank you it could be a poem do you find that when you think creatively quite often like as someone who's creating you quite often see things in a metaphorical sense and you find it really easy to apply images to what are ideas and then convey them to an audience yeah, kind of. I think I do think in a slightly different way, and I think kind of not not in terms of like an illness or anything like that. <laughs> although some might argue, but um, yeah, I think I kind of see things as a song, and I kind of see like you know, where, whereas someone might just see a, a I, I can't think of a, a sky. Almost like a musical synesthesia. Like yeah, where people just, see sounds and hear colours. Yeah, somewhat. But okay. f- uh, I just think it's kind of like I. Every, every time I see something, I go, oh, that would make a good song. I could do this. Which is kind of, it's like a blessing and a curse because now people know about that. So anytime I go through a hardship or a breakup, they go, oh, you can write a song about this. So it's got to <laughs> the point... This may be tedious to live through, yeah, but exactly. it's going to make a brilliant EP. Yeah, it's got to the point where I can't live things as a human. I've got to live it as a career sort hmm. of thing. So hmm. if I'm like really upset about something, I'll go, oh, right, go to the chorus now. And it's kind of difficult to, uh, uh, difficult to <laughs> stop with a person. see that. I was listening to an interview with Robbie Williams the other day because they were saying, "Now right. what? what right. Does, uh, <laughs> it was too similar." We've only just got hey. back on board. <laughs> hey, I love Bill. No, but he Robbie. said that like, he found songwriting really easy when he was going through really traumatic times. Yeah, yeah. He's actually he's had to team up with Gary Barlow now to write his album because he's ha- happily married, etc. Yeah. and he's finding it really difficult. Um, and that ha- that's the case with a lot of people. Like Adele went through a really bad time, wrote an album. What then happens to write an yeah. album? That that's the thing. I kind of. Uh, the past eight months or something like that, I've been quite happy, been quite content, you know, doing some odd uh, covers gigs. I do those to sort of earn a bit of extra money and stuff, uh, seeing my friends and things when they're down from uni and that. So I've had nothing to write about. I've not written anything in about eight months. Mm. So, like I said, it's only as soon as something dramatic or life-changing or something like that happens that you kind of go, oh, right, and the, the, the juices start flowing and such. So tomorrow morning when yeah. you wake up <laughs> yeah. with a feeling of regret, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did last night really happen? <laughs> Then yeah. it's going to be flowing There's going to be some kind of dark Tennessee blues kind of song. Call, it the, mo- call it the morning after. Yeah. That'd be, yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. By Bitbuck. Yeah. But um, no, I think you find that that's quite um, sort of symptomatic of a lot of songwriters, that when things are okay, they find it harder to write. And actually yeah. most people who write good songs are, there's a fa- most of them are inherently glum. Yeah. Because most brilliant songs, in my opinion, are actually about something a bit miserable. But why, why, why is that then? Why as a listener do we like songs which are about like melancholy subjects for me I think people who aren't music and creative they have feelings but they can't express them and what musicians do like Luke is they are the creative ones that can take a feeling or a thought that some people can't contextualise and they sort of they can make it into a physical thing and then people who don't quite have that imaginative plane can go that's, that's the label feeling, of yeah. my song. Oh, like, my, that's of my, yeah, the like, label of my Say I'm thoughts. speaking about people like Adele. She did really well <laughs> off of her last album because she wrote a bro- breakup album. 
Yeah. And that's what people like, is musicians are the conduit to yeah. like, convey emotions that simpletons can't convey. I think also. I think it's a bit harsh calling simpletons. They're just non musically <laughs> gifted I, people. I look down on creative people <laughs> and I think, oh, bless you, you've got to be there, haven't you? But scurrying around in my shadow. <laughs> no, I think also it's a case of. Um, so if you sort of do know that you, you feel a certain feeling or something like even if you can, you say, contextualise it, you don't know that if anyone else feels the same as you. And mm. I think having those songs that are played out to millions of people around the world, obviously mine not so much at the minute. One but, day. Um, yeah, who knows? Off the back of this, just yeah. <laughs> well, fame and fortune. But, you know, for the likes of Adele and things like that, when these sort of songs go global, then you know that at least one person feels the same as you. Yeah. And then when it sells millions of records, you go, wow, there are millions of people around the world that feel that have felt or do feel the same as I do about a certain situation. So it's kind of taking that uh, really kind of personal or repressed feeling that you have and bringing it up and making it something almost, you know, anthemic and heroic and something like that, I guess. Well, that's I think a good that's... one. Probably one of our most intellectual interviews mm. we've ever done. Oh, right, now let's talk about farts. <laughs> oh, yeah, quickly. No, I think actually while we're on the speaking about the song, I think it's probably time for you to um, crack out another song, actually. Okay, let me just grab my guitar. Okay, um, like obviously what song do you reckon you're going to do next? Uh, I think I'm going to play... Sorry, let me just tune that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to play uh, Cowboys and Dinosaurs. Okay, and while we're speaking about inspiration, what inspired this one? Is it something you can talk about? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, I had a, I had a dream uh, where I thought that... Uh, my girlfriend had uh, broken up with me. Uh, all my friends hated me. Uh, she'd found another guy, and all these kind of things. And also, it had slight. Uh, my dream had slight Toy Story themes, uh, which is how it came up with the title "Cowboys and Dinosaurs" from obviously Woody and Rex from the, from the films. Uh, and then I kind of woke up and I thought it was all, you know, that those kind of times when you wake up and you think it's real and you're not quite sure what happened. Um, Obviously, I had a, I had an inkling that the Toy Story thing didn't actually happen, but I, I figured I figured the, the kind of the rest of it there was some truth in it. So I kind of wrote about I wrote about that idea of just waking up and not you know sort of not waking up and going oh my girlfriend's left me, but waking up going I don't actually know if she has or not, and that kind of that idea that's that's where it spawned from anyway. Oh, look, over to you. Yeah, right, take it away. Uh, second song is Cowboys and Dinosaurs. Wakes up shaking on a frosty winter morning. A patch of sweat silhouettes where he slept. He sits up crying and spends an hour mourning for a love he thought he'd lost as he dreamt. But it's not where I want to live Where blankets keep me warm at night But you rely on him But it's not where I want to be Where you don't miss me I hold your face, don't let it drown in confusion But you couldn't say my name if you tried 
you run to him as he spikes my delusion As cowboys riding dinosaurs walk by But it's not where I want to live Where blankets keep me warm and I But you rely on him but it's not where I want to be Where you don't miss me It's easy to say That I'm just out of my mind But I'll be back when morning comes but it scares you away When you fall asleep in love And wake up with no one But I can't wake up Wake up But it's not where I want to live where blankets keep me warm at night but you rely on him cause it's not where I want to be where you don't miss me and you don't care about me and you don't love me And you don't know me Woo woo woo! Ow! Woo! Cowboys and Dinosaurs there from Luke Ferry. How was that for you, your second song? It was lovely. I enjoyed that very much. Yeah, it's feeling quite nice in here now. We're all feeling quite relaxed. The mood lighting's working. There's an intellectual feeling in the air. How's your oestrogen leakage going north? <laughs> I've got it damned. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an image Caught. for you. Shored up. <laughs> we won't tell you what it's damned with. Just tweet us at bitbuckpodcast.com with your suggestions. And the nearest one wins a, a novelty dog toy. Uh, give it a squeak, North. There we go. <laughs> right, so Luke Ferry, just had a really good chat with him. Um, there's so yeah. much more I think we could squeeze out of this lad, um, but we don't want to take a business entire life. Oh, there we go. Because uh, I said squeeze. You see, Mr North, he's on it. He don't miss a trick, this lad. Uh, Luke, we've obviously yes. established that you can sing and play songs brilliantly. I can attempt to, yeah. You see in you see in sounds and hear yeah. in colours and yeah. live your life living in metaphors. Um, you know, if people want to come and see you play live, yeah. Where can they find you? Where are you playing next? What's sort of uh, on the agenda? I think the next gig I've got coming up is on the 26th of September. Uh, that's at the Eastney Cellars in Portsmouth. And I'm supporting a guy called Erwin Sparks, who uh, most people know as the frontman from the Hoosiers. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, he's going to be doing all of his, uh, all of his, you know, uh, cops and robbers, goodbye, Mister A, things like that, and some of his solo stuff as well, but doing it acoustically. And I've I've been lucky enough to have met him before, um, sort of when my band supported his oh, oh, two or three years ago or something like that. Yeah, and he's a really nice guy. So hopefully it should be a really fun night. So yeah, you got that one. And then I think in a couple of months I'm at uh, the King's Theatre for Children in Need, oh, um, sort of playing a small set for those guys. 
Uh, so yeah, that should that should be a real nice one to come down you to and as well. Putsy side by side. Yeah, singing "Hey Jude." So I, play, I played it last year. That's an actual thing that happened. I played it last year, and they said uh, you play your set, then you come out at, right at the end, and everyone does one of these big bows and stuff. And they and I said they don't make you do anything else after that, do they? Went no, no, it's fine. You just do your bow and then you walk off. The only place they could fit me in was right at the front with all the five-year-old break dancers. So it was kind of me, who's about six foot two, and then a bunch of three-foot little kids sort of either side of me, me taking up the whole the whole of the uh, stage and blocking everyone's view. And then all of a sudden the opening bars of Hey Jude kick in, a song to which I'd probably get a lot of abuse for, but I don't actually know any of the words to. So that's, oh there's them all singing it, me trying to mime along in front of about 800 people. And then when it gets to the... Um, the bit near the end where they're going na 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 all that stuff I get handed a microphone to do <laughs> yeah to just do a little bit of improv over the top of it which I, I just couldn't do so I just kind of very uh, very effeminately just passed it over and uh, left the stage with my tail between my legs but this year should be really fun yeah have you learned the words no I'm not that sounded good check out <laughs> tickets online <now>. yeah <laughs> That sounds like a thing. It's yeah. going to be even better this year. It's for charity. Should we do something for children in need this year? Oh, I, I, I always, oh, I dread we, it. When we, we could be involved. The Christmas light switch on. Is we happening. can't switch on the lights here. Christmas surely. light switch on on children in need night in the square. Well, could we switch them on? Well, if if Mr. Hoare from the local pub started the charity cycle, I don't see why we can't do the Christmas lights. Oh, let, let, this could be our new campaign. Let's get the Bitbuck yeah. Boys to switch they, on they, the Christmas lights. They've currently lights. got the MP and the the, camp, the MP and the mayor. Well, who Mind wants up. that? That's stuffy. But, That's yeah, boring. that is stuffy. Everyone's done. What we do? We're, edgy, we're dangerous. Yeah. We might suddenly blurt out something about withered hands or Jews. Also, and that's oh, what Petersfield needs. Let's get on this. We'll sort this All out. All right. Well, if one of you wants to take that up, because Mr. North's been very good at organising things lately, so yeah. if you yeah, want to I'm, turn off the Christmas lights. Well, he's becoming tonight, quite influential. I'm trying to organise a band. Uh, so, Luke, if people want to check you yes. out, we, work, we know where we can go and find you. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, LukeFerry.com, uh, at LukeFerry on Twitter. Uh, Facebook, SoundCloud, and MySpace forward slash Luke Ferry Band. Um, I think that's about it. And haven't you got something really famous on YouTube that's had like 10,000 hits now? I've no idea. What well, it's 13,000, but okay. I've, no <laughs> you, I've no idea what you're just, talking just about. Just look in YouTube and he's got something he's very famous for, a little bit. But yeah, you're gradually bit. famous. It looks not, like you're trying to distance yourself from No, it. not trying to. My my my, yes. my view is if I, it's a certain song that I do that a lot of people like it when I play it at gigs. But I get the feeling if I play it one more time than people want to hear it, then it'll, 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 I'll get laboured with it, I feel. Mm. And it'll, and people will go, oh, it's that guy that plays that song. And, yeah. and as you've heard, I do, not that I dislike the song, I'm very proud of what it's done for me and stuff, but I do have other songs. You just don't like, want to be typecast? No, no just like Chesney Hawks. Exactly. Has Chesney Hawks got anything else in his locker, though? I think he does. Does he's, he? He's a very good songwriter. Is he? Well, he's written songs with Becky. Yeah, he? yeah, yeah. Definitely the thing has. is, though, it's just lately, it seems that everyone I'm around with has at some point worked with Chesney Hawk. <laughs> I actually feel he, it's more he, unique. Does he base himself to local not to, locally to here? Uh, I think it's Winchester, I think. Okay, so he is around. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, get him on. To do if, some we new material. Off, <laughs> if we can pull Surely that off. Surely Becky, Becky could get. Yeah, Becky might be able to help us out with that. Okay, well, if we're nice to her when she comes <laughs> on and we make a good impression, perhaps... That's, that's never a... going to happen, well, is mate, it? you've been talking about doing a show without me. Maybe that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> to just sort of bring in someone sort of mature. We and, actually yeah. haven't been talking about doing a show without you. You've been... No, I th- we, we have talked about it for years. Well, ever since we started. We had a very <laughs> trying to get rid of you. <laughs> we had a very interesting conversation earlier on that one day we will start to age, haven't we? And I said, actually... 
I'm really scared of getting old and getting to the age where doing all the things I enjoy, so be it playing music, doing podcasting, driving my car, walking in the snow, getting downstairs, when all that becomes actually dangerous and difficult. I don't want that to happen to me. So I put to the group, I, I forwarded a motion that wouldn't it be great if you knew that you were going to live to 60, but like you got to about, say, 25, and then you never physically aged, you just stayed 25 till you're 60 and dropped off after having a good, healthy life. Yeah. And I actually thought, like, one day, it's quite sobering, we will be too old and we will just die out and we've got to hand the reins this well, podcast to We'll get to, to the stage else. where the technology is too advanced for us and we've given up. If this we're podcast still is still going like when we're in our 80s and 90s... We'll be so good by then. Our <laughs> lives would have gone completely the <laughs> wrong way. This should be so polished. <laughs> in fact, if we're, do you reckon we'll all still be in touch when we're, like, 80 and 90? I hope so, but the thing I is... I very is much doubt I will be with you guys. <laughs> 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 yeah. Not, well, not, not after tonight. Yeah. <laughs> There's a hat thrown into the room. Yeah. Yeah, like the so Luke's out, what about the rest of you? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, we've been meaning to say... Let's book the reunion now. <laughs> yeah, we're still talking. But the thing is, is what's really cool, is this podcast will exist on the internet forever. Forever, yeah. It will outlive us, and that's quite sober. And do you get that with your like, music? You think, this is what I've left. Even if I don't go global or change the world, there'll always be this little mark I've left on time and space. Uh... Not until now. No. And now I'm thinking that. Jesus. I don't know how I feel about this being our legacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really worry about that as well. No, yeah. Well, you some seriously. Some of I kind of wish I tried harder now. <laughs> I mean, no, because we've all got lots of life left in us. I'm not saying this is it. I'm not actually <laughs> yeah, saying... Yeah, no, we've also got lots of life this outside a, of this. This isn't yeah. one of those like places where they all no, just, like, they think an asteroid's <laughs> coming over with like a Hindu god hidden yeah. in the back of it. Five so minutes to live. Dress in Umbro and commit suicide. That's not what this evening is about. I'm just thinking... Yeah, because we're keeping it light. We're yeah. keeping it light. <laughs> this is something that kids can relate to. Right, no one is over 20-something, so we've got a lot of life, a lot of potential left, so I'm saying use it. Maximise Can you imagine life. what, like, if we have kids, say, in a few years' time, when they come and listen to this, what on earth do you think they'll make of it? They'll be like, all oh, times were different back then. <laughs> it must have been, yeah. <laughs> they gave this sort of stuff airtime. <laughs> all bleak. But no, like, life is full of adventures you can have, and what we need to really touch on quickly, because... We've been promising it for shows and shows and shows. Is Mr. Swan and Mr. North, my glorious co-host, you went on a little adventure a few months back, didn't you? And we've been building up to the review of your adventure, but Mm. we've jammed it into a show where it's full of content. So you've got to review your adventure in approximately three minutes. That's not too bad. You do a minute and a half. Go. Well, basically, when was was, was, it? It's into Mr. North's sex life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Myself and Mr. North, as I'm sure you will remember if you've listened before, uh, took on the challenge and adventure of spending four days together. That was the biggest challenge that we faced, but it was rowing down the Thames in a lovely old... How old was that boat? 120. 20 years old or something, rowing skiff. Uh, basically, it had a roof that attached to the top of it, and you camped in it on the water. Mm. So we did that for four days. We started in Henley-on-Thames, and we rowed for four days down to Walton. Yeah, um... And it was full of adventure. It was. Oh, quite yeah. Quite a lot of like, damaging other people's boats as they, as they weren't there by smashing into it. North, basically, right. North <laughs> was oh, absolutely... Oh, here we go. North was absolutely appalling at steering it. Yeah. Particularly when we were coming into... Like, like we'd be coming, coming into, into Moor, so we'd be like, I, I'd be rowing, and he'd be like, oh, right, we're gonna, there's a lovely spot up here we can moor up on the, on the starboard side, <laughs> as he kept making a point of knowing that he knew the, right, the, the technical terms for things. And I, he'd be like, I'd be like, okay, we'll just make sure you steer in nicely. Yep, 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 it's all going well. 
bang we just go straight into someone else's it's like boat. a 30 foot boat 30 foot boat yeah. and he's bang with and he's a like, sharp point on and it, i turn around and i'm like what the what the hell did we just hit and he's like i, I wouldn't worry it doesn't know there's anybody on board <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about a, the cow oh the cow incident was our best because we would yeah. picked up our friends bobby and lucy <laughs> yeah. and taken them for like a 10 minute just a 10 minute like row up and down the river and we came back to where our campsite was and the cows had come right up to where our boat was moored, which was basically on this field adjacent to a campsite. And as we reached the bank, the cows sort of turned and fled. They dispersed. But one of them slipped down the side of the bank, which was probably half a metre off the water, between the bank and a motorboat, which was um, moored up. A big which was motorboat. A big motorboat, like a gym palace kind of motorboat. And it got wedged in, in this... The, in, stuck in the, in in the, the river... river and we couldn't get this cow out. And I even... These people, they weren't there. And I released their boat, like, off its mooring line to let the boat, let the cow swim out. It was horrendous. And it was really good at swimming. And then it couldn't find its way up the bank and it was, like, it was snorting. And all the other cows were around as well. Classic, classic they- <laughs> line from Mr North. There's this... It's a full-size freezing cow in the water, <laughs> splashing around. Obviously distressed. Its eyes are bloodshot. And he's, like... Uh, he's given me this other person's yacht to hold on to because he's undone the mooring ropes so he's like don't let that drift down the river so I'm like right okay small task he's then le- kneeling oh, so down this is someone else's yacht someone yeah, else's yeah. yacht that and was parked in front he undid the mooring rope and it starts to drift out into the river he- and I said, I said we can't uh, we can't move other people's boats and he said it's an emergency I can do whatever I want <laughs> And then he's kneeling down on the bank, and I was like, what are you doing? And the cow's there, and he goes, I'm looking for, seeing if it's got a collar I can pull it out with. <laughs> if you but, have to pull out a yeah, full-size yeah. freezing cow, it's not going to go but well. But then every time like, it went out of the boat, we would then put their boat back, but it kept thinking, associating that boat with safety, <laughs> and it's someone else's boat with a heavy But eventually, it. eventually but it made it eventually it got its way out, and we felt as if we'd helped in some way. Well, well, to be fair, if we hadn't been there, they wouldn't have ran off so It wouldn't scared. have fallen in the river but, in the first it, place. But it if also, if it would have just been wedged between that boat for a long time, and okay. we did rescue it. Yeah, we did. That was basically... I, 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 I will just say, I've got all of this on video, <laughs> and they are going to be released, you know, one by one in little episodes on our Facebook page. The cow, there's everything. It's all recorded in fine oh. in HD, and I'm, I'm editing at the moment. The first little yeah. sort of minute and a half episode has been released. So um, based on true events, based on completely Inspired. true events. Um, so you can you can follow us, and there's about fifteen to twenty videos I've got of different things. There. So it's well sort of chronicled. Okay, it's brilliant. Well, so, I look forward to seeing. Those. I need to see the cow. I want to see. Yeah, it. that that'll be about episode. Sort of 12 I it's quite a long know, way you don't in, get but... the cow in the water on video camera though do you you I get, get me trying to, because it went behind a bush to try and climb we could out do a reconstruction I couldn't, I couldn't be heath. sure I couldn't be sure whether the cow had actually got out of the water so I think Swan films me he... looking around for a wet and one and he's, he's got like a he's got like a harpoon <laughs> in his hand and I was like it just looks ridiculous that's the sound bite it got me looking for a wet one <laughs> I think we should keep that but yeah so it's going to be on you can follow us on Facebook obviously you know the page yeah so watch out for those videos they're okay, okay. I look forward to them. It's good to hear that you're having such full and active lives. These are the sort of things you'll get to look back on when you're 62. And uh, speaking of 62, um, this is episode 42, and it's full of excellent music from Luke Ferry. And he's going to now treat us to his final song of the show, because yeah. it's soon going to be time for him to hop off back home and have some dinner. So, Luke, what is your final song of the show going to be? Uh, the last song I'm going to play for you guys is called Run. And we'd like to dedicate this to all cows running from boats. <laughs> <laughs> Run, 
listening to gravity while the sunset runs away. I chase it 'cause I'm scared to end another useless day. With no change in my pocket, tired stubble on my face. Been traveling for years now, but I'm still in the same place. Writing you a poem is like rearranging the stars. Wordy constellations that I used to touch your heart, but it's already smitten with a better man than me, and I'm left with the scrapes of what your substance used to be. And if you're gonna try to change the world. Take it one home at a time. I can't show you how to live your life when I'm struggling with mine, with mine. So you might as well give up now. A long road lies ahead. Was filled with bones and blood of those with the same dreams in their head. Every pot of gold is a heap of mold. Every speckled band's a snake, and you'll be all the standing in the group pictures you take. 'Cause everyone's a charming fate, but if you're gonna try to change the world, take it one home at a time. I can't show you how to live your life when I'm struggling with mine. And if a falling staircase comes towards you, just turn away and run. 'Cause there's no time for smiles and no time for order when a rolling stone's begun. Begun. So leave the leaves in my book. Just take a seat and plant a tree. 'Cause the advice that I live by has never worked so well for me. Take it one home at a time. I can't show you how to live your life when I'm struggling with mine. And if a falling staircase comes towards you, just turn away and run. 'Cause there's no time for smiles and no time for order when I'm. Rolling stones begun, begun. Absolutely brilliant! Thank you for that, and thank you for the all the music and entertainment and intellectual chit chat you've given us today. 
It's been superb. Oh, Let's give him a little round of applause. Thank you, Luke. Luke Ferry. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, so, yeah, as you can probably tell from the tone of my voice, it's very near to the end of the show now, which is going to be sad. It's going to be emotional. Everyone here is heavy-hearted, but we've still got one more thing we need to discuss. It's the news! The news! This is 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 the news! It's the news! So this is the piece of the show where I've taken my time, the time that I give to the community, to go and look for three news stories from around the world that people want to hear about. Now Luke, I'll read out three headlines now. Okay. And then between us, we pick one headline that we're actually going to read out and listen to. Right. So, because you're our guest, you get to pick the headline. Okay. Unless you make a terrible choice and we all overrule you. <laughs> okay. But I think you've got the basement very much on board with you, so there will be no mutiny here. So, um... Uh, these are the three headlines, and they are this. Man tries to sell an upside-down plane. Okay. Woman finds ex-boyfriend living in the attic. Uh-huh. And the final one is... Man arrested with primates in his pants. <laughs> well, I think I think it's got to be number three. I think it's got to be the primate. Oh, this better be China. No, I hope it's not China. It's normally China. Yeah, for the benefit of like people who don't know this, and for Luke, most right. of these weird news stories come from China. Okay. So I every time Mr Swan reads them out, he's got to pronounce <laughs> some elaborate province that's mostly spelled with X's and Q's. Uh, oh, this might, this might be from India. Oh, no. But that's all right. India's nice. If you can order a curry, you can pronounce Indian cities. Right, okay. Man. Oh, men. It's men. Oh, is it men? It's men. No, it's not just one Changes man. everything. Oh, it's my ma- God. It's a game <laughs> It's multiple. Up is down. Down is up. That's right. Black. Here we go. Men arrested with primates in their pants. Three men were stopped from getting on a plane at Delhi because they had small monkeys in their underpants. A customs official at Indira, Gan- Indira Gandhi International Airport said two of the men were found with a slender lorisis concealed in pouches in their briefs. The men, all nationals of the United Arab Emirates, were transit passengers on their way to Dubai from Bangkok, reports the BBC. The animals were discovered after security guards noticed a bulge in their underwear during a frisk. The condition of the animals was okay but deteriorating, according to the (laughs) official who declined to be named. The Larisses have been transferred to the Delhi-based organisation People for Animals, which is treating them in hospital. The slender loris is native to India and Sri Lanka, where experts fear it is becoming extinct. Larises have become a popular exotic pet in recent years, despite alarms raised by conservationists that the trade is contributing to their demise in the wild. Conservationists say poachers pull out their teeth as the primates have a toxic bite, with pliers making it impossible for them to return to the wild. That's it. That's the story. There we go. How were they ever going to survive a, a flight without being noticed? Well, Mr. Swan. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no comment, Your Honour. <laughs> Riddle me this. Like, would well, you? Well, what would it be like having a monkey in your pants, though? Well, son. Well. Oh, <laughs> like living as me, really. Uh, really. Little random animal hopping out all the time. Just tickling you and stuff. Yeah. And, like, biting. With a They've got a toxic tube. bite, and they put them in your underpants. That's dicey. But it's new craze, sweeping the nation. Monkey in your pants. I like it. Sounds like a, that could be a game on an iPhone. That could. Monkey in your pants. Yeah, it's got a <laughs> ring to it. I like it. So this has been a really noble animal show today. We saved a cow what? and we've liberated monkeys. 
Well, yeah, we, we've promoted the their flight. The RSPCA are going to be really pleased with our work. Yeah, they'll definitely be aligning themselves with us. Yeah, definitely. that's another spot. After we went and destroyed the uh, relationship with Kellogg's last week, thanks to the Department of Audiovisual Engineering. So that's brilliant. That is effectively the end of the show. Aww. Thank you very much. How's it been for you chaps? How's it been, Luke? Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been an experience. Well, <laughs> you know, all guests say that. A positive yeah. one. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to put an adjective in front of the word experience, but it has been one. Well, that's ambiguous, isn't it? It is. It's like, oh, the listeners can decide. Intentionally so. I've had a nice show. Have you had a nice show, North? I've thoroughly enjoyed it. You had a nice one, Mister Swan. No, I've really enjoyed it. It's nice to be back. Yeah, we've had a lovely day together in general, haven't we? Yeah, we have actually. Yeah, it's been a bit of a bonding day today, isn't it? Yeah. We bought cake and we bought sweets and all sorts of stuff. And yeah. Just... Oh, we bought and biscuits, thank you, didn't and, we? And thank you for coming to Guildford with me. For something you weren't interested in. Well, thank in. you for inviting us. Yeah, it was a really experience. I had to go on the train today. We went with Vicky Harvey. Oh, Liam was week. awful wanting to get on the train. He was like, I don't do trains. He was tired. I was very tired this morning. He'd been but gigging last Mr. night. Mr Swan's reminded me, I fell in love a bit today. Should we talk about me falling in oh, love? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I found the one. Yeah. We went to Guildford <laughs> to watch the, the Tour de Britain. Um, talk to Tour de Britain. Because <laughs> <laughs> we is down with the <laughs> But uh, we ended up in a... Can we say the name of the place? Uh... Yeah, we can do Crabtree and Evelyn. It's a posh uh, which, shop. If anyone knows, there's a posh. Really, it's a lady shop, isn't it? Selling hand cream and soap. Yeah. But it was the only shop that we could get into that wasn't absolutely jam packed. So we just wandered in there, didn't we? And yeah. nothing, in no small part, was it down to the fact that there were two women in there. Well, I wandered in there very confused, and I think I just blurted out in an empty shop. I just yeah. went, "What is the point of this shop? Yeah. <laughs> what do you? What is it?" And the woman just took to it. She went, "Oh, we do sort of hand creams, lotions." And biscuits. Yeah. And she, she had me She was biscuits. lovely. She And then she opened us up. She goes, do you want to try some? We were like, yeah. Yeah. And then by the end of it, she told you hand <laughs> lotion. <laughs> she told you body wash. I spent Think 30 quid. I spent eight pounds on a packet of toffees. Yeah, I brought a box of mints Ridiculous. But at the end, because I was like, I said to Mrs. Swan, like, when, because basically mm. said, oh, we do a free gift wrapping service. And I brought some women's moisturiser that I've got no use for. Yeah. And she said, oh, we do free gift wrapping. I thought, well, I quite fancy this girl. It's going quite well. So I was like, I can keep this conversation going if I go, yeah, I'd love this gift wrap. So I've now got a gift wrap ladies moisturiser. Um, we knew it was going well because my girlfriend and I were outside watching the cycling and um, Vicky, who was with the boys, came out and said, do you have a business card? Yeah. yeah. For, for the, well, she, we, for we, we were doing networking. She, we, yeah. we got yeah. chatting to her. We very, built a rapport. Very, very <laughs> when Liam wants a business card, yeah. it's not because he's networking. Yeah, cause <laughs> she, it's because he finds wrap- a girl with a singing voice <laughs> who's quite attractive. Yeah, basically, she went to wrap the present. I went to Harvey. I was like, Harvey... Get a business yeah, card. Yeah, get a business now. card. I just like. kicked her out of the shop. I just <laughs> sent her off. But actually, I didn't have any. It so was, you had to take the one off your missus. Miss Rick had them in her wallet. <laughs> so, so then the woman comes back and I was like, oh, well, I've really enjoyed meeting you. And uh, here's a card. I'm organising a festival and I'm looking for acts to play. <laughs> we walked out of the shop and someone went, what festival? I was like, don't worry, mate. We can make it happen. Yeah. But, we but we should just say we gave her a business card, which means she can now listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so we are looking forward to a bit so Rose, Rose, She was called Rose, wasn't she? Oh, Rose, Rose. Rose, if you're listening to this, the biscuits were beautiful. Yeah, the biscuits The fudge was beautiful. lovely. And it'd be great if you could get in touch with the show. Give us an email, yeah, Liam at Boys in the Basement because podcast. We are, okay. we are doing a proper festival. This is the we're, this is the launch of Bitbuck Three Thousand. Yeah, two thousand yeah, twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So Rose, look, you were nice, and those biscuits are nice, and I just want to say, listen to Bitbuck, and that's a good way. I think it went well. We were spreading the word. She looked flattered. She looked lovely. Spreading the word. That sounds biblical. There's <laughs> nothing about that. We, we oh, went in no and said, one. do you know the truth? <laughs> we were spreading the word. Have you heard the word? <laughs> when Jesus comes back, they say he will divide the nation. And I divide room. So you could say in this small way, 
on becoming Jesus. Right, and that's, that's a good <laughs> way to end, John. That's I think. A good, but yeah, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Everyone who came along tonight, give up their Sunday evenings. I'm always very grateful of the time and love that powers the Bitbuck universe. Uh, next week, we've got some great stuff lined up. We're going to be phoning someone on air and having some music, and that's going to be great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's really it. That's all from me. Um, and I might be Jesus. And on that bombshell, it's time to end the show. So we have been the boys. This has been the basement. You have been the listener. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.